Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world, and if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of BSN Denver, but they are real, and they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 34 of McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. I am your host, as always, Matt McChesney, and we are rolling from 6-0 Studios down here at the Bridge, 6-0 Football Academy. Uh, it's been a kick-ass day, and I'm excited about today's show, and it is going to be quick and to the point, uh, because I know a lot of people are burned out with the draft talk and all that bullshit, as am I, and I'm excited about the NFL draft starting Thursday Uh Friday and Saturday, and then wrapping it up. And then next Wednesday, uh, Jake the Snake Plumber will be our guest here on McChesney Unchained in studio here at 6 0. Uh, and I'm damn excited about that. We will talk all things Broncos and the draft and wrap it all up and put a fucking bow on it for you. So, episode 34 rolls. We brought you in with a little more human than human by uh, Rob Zombie. A little super sexy swinging sounds for that ass today. Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to Sports Threads today. They came in. Cody Moe, my man from Monarch High School, played up at UNC. Uh, we had a kick-ass interview this morning. It was supposed to be 20 minutes, and it lasted an hour. So keep your eyes open for that. And make sure you follow uh, Sports Threads on Instagram and Twitter and all that good shit. It was really, I'm telling you, it was it was something pretty cool. So uh, Sports Threads, that's S-P-O-R-T-S-T-H-R-E-A-D. Give them a follow on Twitter. And uh, look out for that interview because it was pretty kick-ass. All right, so <clears throat> right off the bat, like we uh, do recently here on McChesney Unchained, we give you a little Dungeon Family recruiting update. And it has been a good week to say the least. Uh, just today, um, <clears throat> Chase Penry from Cherry Creek High School uh, got his first offer from Northern Colorado. That's pretty kick-ass. So off the board, Chase's uh, number one opportunity is off the board and that kid is going to blow up man i think he's a big body wide receiver he's got great hands he's a precise route runner uh, he does a good job of bodying people up and using his size as an advantage and uh <clears throat> i personally think he's going to be a really really good football player he's only a sophomore he's got two more years of development in front of him and this scholarship being off the board now it should open people's eyes to what he can be if he's offered that early He's a Division One Power Five player, and that's what he is. So Chase gets number one, which is which is pretty kick-ass. Big Trey Zoon from Fossil Ridge High School, uh, all six foot seven, six foot eight, two hundred ninety pounds of his big, you know, unbelievably big ass. 
uh, against Nebraska the other day. Uh, on site, Coach Root offered him in my office in front of me. It was pretty crazy uh, and pretty kick-ass. That's, that's like the fourth time that's happened. Dudley had it happen to him. Heston Page got offered on site. Uh, and then Oklahoma State offered him this weekend at the spring game. Uh, I'm going up to meet with Coach Tucker and see you tomorrow. And trust me, he's one of the topics of conversation. You can't let that kid get out of state. CSU, what are you doing, man? How long is it going to take you to offer a 6'7", 285-pound kid in your own backyard? What the fuck? Uh, Deuce Roberson gets number one. He got Cornell. Dylan Holt got number one out of his Pima Junior College, uh, and he gets UNC as well at strong safety. Uh, position change on, on deck for Dylan Holt. CSU, I think, is really going to come through on Holt. Um, coach Perkins up there is the new DB coach who played at CU, actually, and he's a pretty open-minded cat, and I think he can see the potential in what Dylan brings. Uh, sending Dylan up to Wyoming as well. He's been out to Nebraska's spring game. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and he's headed down to Memphis uh, see Coach Silverfield, so on and so forth, this weekend. So, uh, keep in mind that the 6-0 Football Academy 2019 Top 100 will be out soon. Uh, that's usually out in August. It'll be online on bsn.com. <clears throat> It'll also be on 6-0strength.com, all over social media, and in Mile High Sports Magazine once again. All right, so <clears throat> the Wearbands Quick Step starts us off here. Go to wearbands.com. Check it out. Uh, it, it's a great training system. I put everybody in here at 6-0 in the wearband system. It's been fantastic for us, and it can definitely work for you. Uh, it's, I think it's the best lateral training system on the market, uh, from the belt to the, to the booties to the bands. It really does do the job. Check out wearbands.com. Use the promo code 6020 for 20% off. And uh, wearbands, my man Dan, bring you the quick step here to start off. Number one. Colorado Avalanche get a huge win against the number one seed, Calgary Flames. Uh, my man Chase, our hockey coach in here, Chase Engel, um, congratulations to you, brother, as, as he's one of the assistant trainers over there uh, with the Colorado Avalanche. If you're a hockey player out there, you know any. That's what we do here. We are the bridge, and we only provide the best for you. So hats off to Chase and the Colorado Avalanche for all they've accomplished, knocking off the number one seed, Calgary Flames. And it's pretty crazy if Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay lost, Calgary lost, uh, and I'm pretty sure if, who is it, if the Capitals lose to the Hurricanes, they're going to be out too, and that's all the number one seeds out uh, this early in the playoffs. So that's crazy. The NHL is also the best um, playoffs in the world. I mean, those guys try and kill each other to get that Stanley Cup. So congratulations to the Avalanche and Chase and everybody there. Uh, next, um, <clears throat> Russell Wilson, true swag. Uh, look, man, when you're Russell and you can play a clip like this. Hey, Seattle, we got a deal. <laughs> Go Hawks. Go Hawks. But I'm going to see y'all in the morning. Good night. Time for y'all go to bed. Finally, we can go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all in the morning. With Sierra laying right next to you. I mean, shit, that's true swag right there, dog. Uh, off of a, a contract that pays you the most. And, hey, this is Russell Wilson. We're in Seattle, dog. I'm going back to bed. I'm going back to bed. I'm going to uh, lay my face on Sierra's ass. Yeah, the only thing he's got to figure out now is the future of that baby. <clears throat> future. So I will say this. Congratulations to Russell Wilson. He's definitely worth the money. Uh, it makes me wonder, though, in Seattle, they play favorites, man. They've let a lot of defensive talent go. They traded uh, their defensive end Clark to Kansas City today. Um, he's fresh off a domestic violence case or what if something's going on with that cat. 
So, you know, Seattle did the right thing in paying their quarterback, but he's going to have to do a whole lot because the only investing in their offensive line is the $12,000 in Amazon stock he gave his 13 offensive linemen. So, Russell Wilson understands that you need to invest in the O-line. Maybe the front office and uh, Pete Carroll, I don't know, should follow that fucking path, just perhaps. All right, next. Um, we go straight into uh, the NFL, all right? Our NFL banter and our Bronco talk is brought to you by our good friends each and every episode, NeuroXPF.com. My man, Kyle Turley, uh, is the point of the spear here, and NeuroXPF is an incredible product. You can check it out, NeuroXPF.com. Use the promo code 6015 for 15% off, where you can get your product here at 60. Uh, it's been great for the Dungeon family. It's something I take every day. My mother takes it to alleviate some of her uh, pain and suffering. And it's just a, it's a natural product that can really help you. Uh, it, it helps everything from concussion syndrome to sleeping to anxiety, so on and so forth. So again, neuroxpf.com, and they bring you our NFL and Broncos banter. All right, so look, man. Um, the Joe Flacco thing, all right? Joe Flacco comes out and says that he doesn't really care if the Broncos pick a quarterback. He just wants it known that he's the guy and so on and so forth. Now, that's cool. That's what I'm looking for. I want my quarterback to know that he's the guy. I want my quarterback to come out and say shit like that. He shouldn't have to. I mean, he should know that he's the established starter. They've got Kevin Hogan and Garrett Grayson on the roster behind him. I don't think the Broncos pick a quarterback. In fact, I'm about to do a mock draft here on the show, uh, and we'll see if my mock, mock draft hits home. I doubt it will. It's like a fucking bracket. Like, I know who's going to go to the Broncos. Uh, we'll say this, though. Their best players last year were the number five pick, and then the undrafted free agent that made the Pro Bowl and Phil Lindsay. So this is not an exact science, and I don't think Flacco needs to worry about who they pick. Even if they take somebody late, he's developmental. Joe's the starter here, and I would I would guess that if they struggle this year, he'll be gone after a season as they don't owe him anything else after this season, and they can go pick a rookie next year high. Hopefully we don't have a top 10 pick next year, but if we do, there's a lot of quarterbacks in next year's class. Uh, so let's do this. Um, it's mock draft time. All right. So right off the bat here and look, you can always, you know, agree or disagree at BSN unchained. Uh, that's the Twitter page here for McChesney unchained or always at six zero Academy. And I'll put you on BSN unchained and we can, uh, banter there to say the least, but mock draft time. All right. So at number 10, I think the Broncos pick Devin white. Now I do think he's going to be there. But, you know, there's a lot of people that don't think he's going to be there either. I happen to think he's going to. I think there's going to be a run on quarterbacks. People are going to move up and the defensive players are going to drop. Now, if he's gone, I'd like to see them move, you know, a little high and take Dexter Lawrence. I don't really care about the other players in front of him. Dexter Lawrence is a man. And I think he got suspended for the bowl games in the playoffs, and I thought it was bullshit for the, some, you know, a steroid test that was, in my opinion, kind of sketchy how they did it. I think he's an absolute monster and exactly what they're looking for inside. He reminds me a lot of Geno Atkins, to be completely honest with you. And if we can get a player like that, I'm telling you, it's fucking on. So I think that they go out and they, they go defense at 10. And then this is not going to be something that people like, but it is, as they say, what it is. Football is a business. I think they trade 41 in the second round and Chris Harris to Green Bay. Uh, for Green Bay's second first rounder at number 30 and move back into the first. And via trade with Green Bay giving up Chris Harris at number 41, they draft Dalton Reisner uh, from Kansas State. Now, yeah, that's a homer pick and a kid that I know, obviously. 
guy that I've worked with several times here and from his high school days to uh, Kansas State. And he's a great guy. He's very versatile. And I think he steps in and he can immediately compete at the guard positions. He can play center. He's a right tackle. So he can help at a lot of different spots. And versatility is one of his uh, main assets. So I think they move back into the first round, take Dalton Reisner at number 30. Uh, then third round, number 71, they, they replace uh, the loss of Chris Harris, not saying he can, but, you know, signing Kareem Jackson and signing Callahan and all that, it, it's kind of writing on the wall that they're not really thinking about re-signing Chris. Sorry, but that's the nature of the business. And I think they go uh, David Long, cornerback from Michigan, at number 71. David Long's a good player. I didn't like the way he played against Ohio State, but I didn't like the way anybody played against Ohio State uh, from Michigan. So other than that, I thought he was a really solid player in an all-Big Ten corner, which is always a good thing. Very physical player. Uh, in the fourth round, 125, I think they take Caleb Wilson, tight end out of UCLA, the son of Coach Chris Wilson. Uh, he came out uh, this year as a junior from UCLA, and I think uh, it's the right call. He's a developmental prospect, but he's also a guy that can step on the field and give you, you know, 40 or 45 catches immediately. He's a fucking weapon in the passing game, and I am not exaggerating. He needs to work on his blocking and, you know, things of that nature. But I'm telling you, you get him in space, and he is going to be an absolute weapon. Remember, Kelsey was a third rounder. There are tons of tight ends out there that don't necessarily go high, and you can still get value. So I hope they don't take the kid from Iowa at 10, like some people are talking about in town. Wait, you can get a quality player like Caleb Wilson in the fourth round at 125. All right, number in the fifth round at 148, I think they take Max Crosby, defensive and outside linebacker, pass rusher from Eastern Michigan. This kid is a freak. He's really long. He's got great range. He can run. He immediately makes you better on special teams because he's a huge body that can dig. Um, and, you know, I think he steps in and he can be a good changeup on the pass rush. He can be a guy out there that can replace Shaq Barrett's reps as he left. So we'll see how that goes. In the sixth round at 182, I think they take Evan Worthington, uh, safety hybrid linebacker from Colorado, another Dungeon family member. They took two last year in Philip Lindsay and Sam Jones, and I think they take another two this year with Worthington and Reisner. Uh, Evan is a great kid, man. He's busted his ass uh, all over, you know. All, he busted his ass at Cherokee Trail. He busted his ass here at 6-0. He did a great job of it. Colorado even – with all the adversity that came, he overcame it and handled it like a man. And I, You know, things happen, and Evan's a great kid, and I think that he'll be a great addition early on special teams, but he's also a guy that can step right in and be a weapon for Denver moving forward. And at in the seventh round at 237, I think they take Nate Herbig, a center offensive guard from Stanford. Uh, I think uh, Elway will try and sew up and get some competition for some of the younger guys in the – in the second and third group there with Austin Schlotman and, and Sam Jones and guys like that that are all going to be battling for roster spots and starting jobs. Sam's running with the ones right now, but when Ron comes back, I'm sure he'll move back. So we'll see how that goes and get some more competition and some more juice flowing back there in the second group. Uh, and then don't be surprised if they pick up a kid like Brandon Payer, who's a CSU Pueblo kid and as an undrafted player, 6'4", 240-pound linebacker, who's an absolute monster and led the Armac in tackles. And I'm telling you, CSU Pueblo tends to put out dudes, so just keep your eye on that. All right, so look, we're not going to be too uh, too deep here on episode 34 of McChesney Unchained, but I do want to talk about the schedule, okay? So the schedule comes out, okay, and <clears throat> there's a lot of speculation, and I don't want to get too deep into it, you know, but 
you know, it, it's worthy of talking about. So, 2019 schedule, we started off with the Raiders on Monday night at Oakland. Last year at Oakland, we got embarrassed. I think that they get a W there, all right? And I think they win week two against the Bears in their home opener. I think that, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff and Fangio will be able to really, really screw with uh, Trubiscuits. He knows what that kid hates. It'll be the home opener. They don't really lose those games. Broncos usually start pretty fast. So they'll open the year 2-0. and But then I have them losing three straight, all right, at Green Bay, which is a loss. Jacksonville at home, I think that's an L. And the Chargers uh, in L.A., I think that's an L. Remember, the Broncos won there last year, and they will be trying to get a little payback right there. But then they come home. They play the Titans week six. I have them winning that game. And, you know, I, I don't know why, but I, this is just early speculation. It's just looking at the names. But, you know, based on what the Broncos have and how good they can play defense and, and also the stability at quarterback now, it's okay to give these speculations. It's all good. Deal with it. Then they come around, they play Kansas City on a Thursday night at home. And if you remember last year's Monday night game at home, that was a heartbreaker. It was the, homes, the Mahomes left-handed pass, and Denver had them on the ropes. I think that Denver beats them at home on Thursday night this year, and all of a sudden they're 4-3 and right in the thick. Then they go to Indianapolis, a place where they don't really play that well. The last time they went there, they did win, I will say that. Uh, and the, they play the Colts, and I think that's an L, so they're back to 4-4. Four and four. Then... There's a nice run here where I have them winning. You know, Browns at home, that's a W. They're not going to lose to the Browns twice, two years in a row at home. <sighs> Weeks 10's a bye. They go into the bye at 5-4 and four and in the thick of a playoff hunt. Week 11, Vikings at the Vikings. W, I have them winning that game. I think that Vic Fangio and his knowledge on the NFC North is perfect for this team because it's going to let us beat three of the four teams that we play from the NFC North. The only team I have us losing to is the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. At the Bills, week 12, that's a loss. We don't play very well there. I can't remember the last time they actually went there and played well. The Chargers, week 13 at home, that's a W. I have them going to Houston Latin, or week 14, that's a W. They're not going to lose 19-17 like they did last year with all the miscues and missteps. They had Houston beat last year, and they you know fucked it up. Kansas City, at Kansas City week 15, unfortunately, I had them taking an L there. And look, that's their last last loss of the season until they get in the playoffs, and then we'll see. But I have them closing out with wins against the Lions and the Raiders at home to finish 10-6. and six, And I'd say make the playoffs as a wild card. Now, you can call me crazy if you want, but I just don't see the Denver Broncos taking three years of just dog shit. Because I know Flacco wants to win. I know Elway wants to win. And although they are young, it's not as if they're bad. They're not young and shitty. They're young and pretty good, man. I think that there's a lot of really good talent on this squad. It's simply something needs to bring it all together. And, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things that can happen for that to happen. And with the 10th pick, you should be getting an impact player. And if they can get a guy like Devin White or... Lawrence or Williams falls to him, who I think might be the best player in the draft, or Oakland trades up and takes, a, takes Kyler Murray and there's craziness, or what if Kyler Murray doesn't go first? What if a guy like Allen from Kentucky falls to you? There's so many dudes out there that can play. It's just a matter of finding the right ones and then developing them and having a role for that player. So, you know, middle linebacker and defensive tackle are priorities. Corner's going to be a priority, especially if they can't figure out the Chris Harris thing. I know that I said Chris Harris is going to get traded, but I don't want him to. Shit, who wants to trade Chris Harris? Not this guy. 
Uh, so it, it's very, very interesting. And honestly, the speculation before the draft's all bullshit. But at the same time, we'll hopefully gave you a little bit of insight on where I think the Broncos are going to go. And yeah, there's a lot of homer picks in there. But last year, two of my guys got picked up by the Broncos. So I have the ability to dream here. Let the big guy have a dream. So, remember, next Wednesday, we're going to have Jake the Snake Plumber, for, former starting quarterback for your Denver Broncos, in studio, doing the podcast with me. We're going to break down the draft, talk about the Broncos, talk about Arizona State and CU, and if that can turn into a nice little rivalry, uh, and a ton of other shit that's on the docket there as well. <clears throat> I am Matt McChesney. This is McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Remember, you can always follow the show at 60 Academy on Twitter and Instagram and at BSN Unchained on Twitter as well, where we can uh, correspond and communicate back and forth. And if you think my ideas are crazy, that's fine. Uh, you're not the first. All right. Episode 34 is a wrap. Thank you to everybody for listening. Have a great day.